Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cheers, everybody. We are back. It's Bourbon on a Budget, and we are excited to be with you tonight. Thanks for tuning in, or thanks for listening if you are. Myself, TJ Pittenger, Brendan Sinone, and Bangkok. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Pretty good. good. Pretty good. Good. I'm glad Dandy. that you are both doing well, not good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I hate when people are pretentious and say that. Um or well, or when you're like at the well. grocery store or any kind of transaction, someone asks how you do, and you say good, and they and you like how are you, and they say well, and like you have that little moment where like they're not correcting you, but they know you know they, too. I don't know why they need they felt the need to do that, but I mean I guess they did. So anyway, quick rundown of what we've got going on tonight. We are going to get into a mean review that we got, which is going to lead us into a segment on drain pours. Or just bad bourbon. Maybe it would be a great way to say that. Drain pours, bad bourbon, what that looks like. And then we're going to get into a segment that's going to go for the next several weeks. Potentially. Hopefully, potentially. hopefully for five weeks. Um, the segment is going to be, drum roll. <laughs> King of the Hill. We are going to start with Old Forester 1920. It was our unanimous selection for the first potential King of the Hill. And we're going to put it up against five different similarly um, similar, bro- I'll say similar bourbons. We're going to have similarities between um, distillery, between price and proof, between we're going to kind of come at it from different angles and see if we can knock Old Forester 1920 off of the hill that we put it on. And then we're going to get into some pursuits and purchases. Then we'll preview what we're going to review on Thursday. So without further ado, let's get into our drain pour segment. We had a review on YouTube when we reviewed Will It Pot Still, which I will remind you, we gave a 4 out of 10 on our composite score. How did we get to a 4 out of 10? We all gave it a 4. So the average that week was really, really easy. We got a review on YouTube that said, Pot Still is awful, capital A. It's the worst bourbon at any price. <laughs> All caps, any price I've ever had. I've put so, it in multiple... So, so hyperbolic. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've put, it in, I put it in multiple blinds, and everyone involved completely trashes it. The fact you put it slightly under average, completely makes me question everything you guys do. It's not, I mean, telling that to the guys who like sit around and drink bourbon with their buddies all night. It's nothing more than a drain pour. It's going to take a lot to regain my trust. So that was his review. Uh, Hopefully, because that has been uh, several weeks, hopefully we have regained his trust by now with some other. um, Or see you later. Yeah, with some other reviews. But if not, if not, you know, they're, you'll be okay. You know, like it's really all right. Um, I went back and re-reviewed the bourbon and came out with the same score. Uh, it got 
really good marks in uh, the nose and the bottle. The taste was bad. The finish was bad. It wasn't cohesive, um, but it had a cool bottle. It was cheap and it had a great nose. And so it got four out of 10. We don't rate things. Everything that's bad doesn't automatically just get a one. However, Brendan had the great idea of talking about bad bourbons. Uh, ben and I have never drained poured something. Brendan has. So I want Brendan to start us off talking about what is a drain pour? What did you drain pour? And we'll start there. The drain pour was so bad, I legitimately cannot remember what it was. Um, it was awful to the point where I was like, I'm never going to drink this. It's taking up space in my cabinet. I wouldn't give this to friends if they came over. Uh, so, And I had gone through like maybe a quarter of it and just couldn't anymore. I can't remember what it was. I poured it out. Uh, and then I had another bourbon. I can't even find it now. Somewhere in our kitchen cabinet, it was a Heaven Hill, a really low-end one, like $10. And I had heard good things about some like less expensive uh, Heaven Hills. This one was not one of the, the good bang-for-your-buck ones. I use it to marinate chicken. Uh, so that's as close as I've gotten to the drain pour other than the other drain pour that I cannot remember. Uh, generally speaking, I don't like to throw away bourbon. I'd rather try to salvage it, although I think we're going to find out through doing some experimentation here, fellas. Some bourbon may be salvageable. Some may not be. Talk to us about salvaging bourbon. What does that look like? What is that? I'll, I'll let you keep rolling with it. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that. So there's different ways you can go ahead and do it. Uh, there's blending, uh, which obviously like real distillers and, and blenders do all the time to, to take different uh, flavor profiles or different bourbons or whiskeys from different places and try to make it into something different, unique, uh, cohesive, uh, and it's an art. Uh, so that's one way you can do it is just to take your own bourbons that you have and make, and I'd like to do this all the time. Like there's a old bottle of Stag Jr., not some of their more recent stuff, which has been on point. Uh, one of the older ones, like an eight or seven uh, uh, of the series that's just drinks way too hot. It's not enjoyable. Uh, there's no flavor really that comes with it. And so like, I'll mix it with like a Weller Special Reserve or Buffalo Trace, so it's all from the same distillery, to kind of amp up the Buffalo Trace and the Weller while kind of lowering down uh, the, the Stag Junior. And it's great. So that's something you can do to blend. Uh, but there's also different, like, finishing techniques as well. Uh, and I know, TJ, I'll throw this to you, but, like, I have, like, a like a barrel that I've used to finish some stuff in before, and I put in bourbon initially. Then I put in, like, a maple syrup-finished bourbon to give it, like, a sweetness. Then I put in a Henry McKenna 10 and just butchered that, and I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, a waste but there's other things you can do that that's probably smarter to save a uh, less uh, expensive or less valuable bottles of bourbon that like i did so i have in the past and ben and i have both done this put in aging sticks mm -hmm. um in some different bourbons that we really didn't like um one of those being basil hayden another one being an elijah craig um, single barrel that we really just didn't care for uh, and what I found those aging sticks did was just made it super sweet, um, which Ben doesn't prefer, but to me, it did make the drink more palatable. I, you know, I will say that it made it a, a better drinker, but it almost just turned it into like Woodford reserve double oak. Like it was just really, really sweet. And that's kind of what I got out of it. Um, I do like the idea of finishing stuff though, like in your barrel that you've put different things in because then it's going to pull out some of those different flavors that have been in the different things that you have thrown into the barrel. 
But with the aging stick, it works a little bit differently. I need to get one of those barrels. Tell us about those barrels. Um, I know I'm passing it to you a ton, but tell us about those no, barrels. Fine. Did you get it on? Did you get it on Amazon or what, what? What are we looking at here? Amazon. That's probably the the preferable way to to go ahead and do it. You can buy these different. And you can go ahead and check out the reviews. Uh, so one I got, I got like a. It was not a thrift store, but like a Michaels or something like that that was on sale, and it wasn't finished. Like it didn't have the the char uh, the char bird to it, so it wasn't like a legitimate barrel that that had like all these old uh, wood chunks and stuff. So uh, what it did was it was new oak uh, without the char, uh, so it was really harsh woody notes. Is what it ended up doing to all the different bourbons that I put into it. Now uh, the one with like the maple syrup finish was so maple syrupy. It wasn't even a finish. Like there was actual like maple syrup that was put in it that I got as a gift. And it was interesting. It was just super sweet. And so the oakiness actually kind of tamed it a little bit, made it far more palatable uh, and, and drinkable to where it wasn't a drain pour. And I ended up giving some of it to my buddy and he, he liked it too. Um, but what I would recommend is you go on to, to Amazon and there are some highly reviewed ones that, uh, that are actually like basically like little mini, uh, whiskey barrels uh, that have been charred. Um, and so you can go ahead and, and what it does is it expedites the aging process because instead of uh, being, you know, a huge you know tub of, of whiskey uh, it's a small one. So like all the whiskey is basically touching the barrel instead of only like certain points of it. So it really expedites the the process of aging. Uh, I would love to get that. I've put on my Christmas list a couple times and I haven't gotten it if my wife's listening. So like one year, go ahead and get me like a real legitimate, a finishing barrel for me to, to try to play around with. Ben, have you ever had something that you, I know we've thrown, like I said, the aging sticks into uh, different bottles. I kind of gave my thought on that, just that it made them super sweet. Didn't necessarily make the bourbon that much better, but have you ever had something you wanted to drain pour or did drain pour or thought about drain pour or anything like that? Yeah. Um, so since I've been drinking and have gotten bottles that I haven't been a fan of, I've kind of come to the conclusion that there's always going to be a bourbon for someone. And so something that I don't really prefer someone else at some point is going to like it. So one, I'm really reluctant to drain for anything one, because I'm cheap, you know, I just don't like, throwing money away. Um, but two, at some point, someone will like it. And then I'll be like, just take this bottle because this is complete garbage to me. Um, and then the entire thing of trying to finish something else in a bottle or in a barrel that you buy from Marshall's sounds like a nightmare to me. So that'll probably never be my <laughs> solution for this. That being said, uh, I do like the idea of mixing two whiskeys to kind of make the sum greater than, you know, or great, you know, create the whole, it's better than some of its parts. Right. Um, so if I know that I like one factor of one bourbon, say, for example, I, the complexity of double oaked is good, but the sweetness is overbearing. Um, I can pair that with something that has more, more of a rye mash bill or something that has too much uh, spice or maybe is all gas, uh, similar to, uh, 1792 foolproof that I recently bought that is a little difficult for me to drink in its current state. Um, so I do like the idea of being able to mix two bourbons, try to make something that is really palatable. Um, Brendan's story with the stag junior um, makes a lot of sense to me. So I'm interested in kind of going that route. What would you, 
like with that 1792, and I know we're just kind of like playing a game at this point of like mix without mm-hmm. tasting anything. With that 1792 right. that is like all gas and super hot, what would you mix with that? Like, would you mix something that's just a little bit more boring just to bring it down? I know you're not a major Basil Hayden fan, but would you would that be something that like maybe that pairing kind of not like a one to one ratio, but maybe a two to one ratio or a five to two ratio, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, was that something like, or what, what was your immediate thought on like mixing something? So um, I'm also a fan of trying to stay, or at least the idea of staying within, within distillery. That sounds really cool to me. Um, that's always not the case that you can do that. Um, and so the example I'll give is I have a, a Cooper's craft chiseled selection, which is one of the bottles that they do where they, they char the barrel and then they chisel out uh, portions of that to create more surface area for the, the bourbon to come in contact with, which in theory, quote, makes it age quicker, which is a little hocus pocus in my end. But the the notes that I pull of, pull out of that are like dense char uh, and oak. And so maybe if I added a little bit of that into the 1792, that would pare down that gas a little bit in the foolproof um, and kind of make that a little more oaky, uh, more vanilla. We'll see. Maybe I'll try a little bit of that. I think in these kind of scenarios, you'll pull yourself maybe 200 mils uh, of each and try some different ratios, sample out before kind of committing an entire bottle to it. Um, But I think that would be my approach would be trying to figure out what I like with one. If something else that I don't like has too much of something, then this gives me an opportunity to kind of create something a little bit better. Um, I also have an, an infinity bottle like at my house that I usually pour stuff that's like at the bottom at the bottom of my bottles in. So I kind of already mix some stuff anyway. So it's just kind of con- the continuation of that. Um, do you remember our buddy Johnny brought over a bottle of Hickory Hill cask strength and we tried it and it legitimately tasted like uh, I was drinking a glass of plywood. Like it was so oh, yeah. the two by four. Yeah, it was so so oaky. It was so woody. I tried to make old fashions with it. Uh, I tried to mix it. I mixed it with some, I believe, some Breckenridge um, bourbon, and that did not do anything for it. Now, that mix was a a one for one, um, but just not very good at all. I ended up taking it to a party and leaving it there. So I didn't drain pour it. Someone will like it. Someone, there's a bourbon for everybody. Someone out there is drinking it. Or they'll get drunk and think like, oh, this bottle looks amazing. You know, like, because it does look like a sharp bottle. It looks like something that'd be kind of expensive. And I think it was, I think it was like 60 bucks being a cast strength. But I did not like it at all. My buddy that Johnny that brought it over ended up saying like, dude, you can have the rest of this. I let my dad try it. I let my stepdad try it. I let, Obviously, Ben tried it. Nobody that ever had it. But I took it to that party, and it was gone the next time I was back. You know, like it was with some. It was it was gone. So I'll just say that. I'll tell you guys off air where I took it. But do, do you think? I, jo- do you real quick? Do you think Johnny passed it on to you guys? Like knowing that, like he was hoping that, you, like he's like it did the, the bourbon off. Like he didn't want to throw it away himself, and he's like, I'm going to bring this over, and he did exactly. the same exact uh, thing. Yeah, that he did. He, mm-hmm. he didn't because he brought he brought two unopened bottles and he's like oh I'm gonna Ooh. stop by I'm gonna stop by uh you know Total Wine or ABC whatever on my way there 
You know, uh, when, when I was I was new into bourbon at that point. I was only like a month or two in. He's like, I'm gonna bring two different bottles. What are you like looking to pay? And I was like, ah, just we'll like split fifty bucks each. She'll find a sixty dollar bottle, a forty dollar bottle. So yeah, he he did, wasn't like passing along, but it was so bad that when he was here, he was like, you can just have it, man. Like hey, this is all you. Like I don't want this back. So uh, and I didn't want it either. So I ended up leaving it somewhere else. So um, do we have a bad bur or something we don't like right now? that we want to talk about i know the answer is yes because we're about to get into it but let's go Brandon. you poured me a sample of this mellow corns what he's holding up for those that aren't watching you poured me a sample of this mellow does not go far enough to describe how light the color of it is compared to like all the other like it literally looks like pee like it is straight yellow yeah Look at it, there's, compared to like an old forester 100 yeah yeah it's insane so Jeez. talk about mellow corn brendan well, the reason why it's pea colored, which is thank you, great description there, TJ. Um, it's ninety percent corn, hence the name Mellow Corn. Um, it's ninety percent corn mash bill, and then ten percent rye and malted barley. It is a bottled and bond, so it is at least four years old. It's a hundred proof, so there's looks like redeeming qualities to this. I don't hate it, but I have had this bottle for two plus years now. It's about $15 a bottle. You can get a little cheaper some places. You never pay more than 20 for it. It's cool. It's unique, but it's like one of those things you have once a year and that's all you really need because that corn flavor is so pronounced. It's not like moonshine, but it is very shiny and sharp in general with its flavors. It does get like this buttery corn note, mm. which is nice. And again, there is some redeemingness with, with that. And then the proof, um, it's not unpalatable i was just sipping on this when you guys were talking like it, it's fine it just sits though in my cabinet and it's like i don't enjoy it very much so i don't know what to do with it so this is one that i would be open to ideas i'm trying to to salvage i guess the trick is like ben mentioned like we can blend it with different stuff i don't want to ruin like good things though too to to enhance it so i'm open to, to ideas on what we can do with this uh with this bad boy ben where are you at what's your what's your bottle of choice tonight um, so I have a bottle of old tub from Jim Beam and when I first bought it, I thought I enjoyed it and the neck pour was pretty good. And I, I drank it a couple times and now that I'm like, it's opened up a little bit and it's like halfway down the bottle. I can't drink any more of it. It's not good anymore. It's like all nuts, straight nuts. That's it, hundred um, percent. And so, I'm not sure how we're going to fix it yet. But if I give it to enough people and let them try it, someone will like it. So maybe <laughs> I'll get rid of it that way. If you just keep sampling it out and letting yeah, people, like letting people Brendan, have you it, sample and, this? you want yeah, to? Yeah, I've got it? my own sitting above me, and it's uh, it's up here. Also, Brendan, no, very very nutty. Your mellow corn. I don't think it's bourbon. It's like a corn whiskey, right? Like, I don't think it's whiskey. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's, no. it's aged in charred oak barrels. I think it's just in oak. But to get to get that color, oh, so you don't. Oh. I don't think it's charred, man. It says straight corn whiskey, so I guess it's not bourbon technically, but it's bottled in bond. That's uh, perplexing. Yeah. Anyway, That's most of the criteria. Wow, wow. Well, we can still see because it, it still sucks. <laughs> um, just throw some just, char in there. I really, Cooper's Cooper's craft char. Well, maybe that's uh, we can. Maybe I get my Christmas gift to get a little uh, charred barrel action going. I remember yeah. my drain pour when Ben was talking because he was talking about the nuttiness of the old tub. 
to me, it was the Jim Beam. So same distiller. Uh, it was a Jim Beam repeal batch. It was about like $10 to $15. It got on sale at 10 And then I just remember seeing all these videos a couple of years ago, people talking about what a great bargain this is. It's like cream soda in a glass. And I got it. And I got this smooth creaminess, like the mouthfeel. But mouthfeel was, was decent. Yeah. But that Jim Beam nut just all over the place. It was disgusting. Jim Beam nut all in my mouth. Oh, we might have to edit that. So my bottle, let me go full screen so people can see it, is uh, Graystown uh, Double Barrel Whiskey Finished in Port Wine Barrels. Um, it doesn't even say that it's a bourbon. Um, so that sounds interesting, though. Yeah, I don't love it. I'm actually going to pour a little bit because it's been a while since I've had it. So, oh, that was the worst. Uh, that was so bad. Yeah, it's like it deserves like every bit of crap that I'm giving it right now. Um, somebody, while I'm talking about this, is this a bourbon? Grace, I don't, it doesn't, it's not labeled as bourbon. So, I feel like it's not. Googling it. Um, I feel like they would probably label it if it was. Yeah. So, um, located in the Russian River Valley, Gracetown is the original name. Um, of the town where our distillery resides, aged in high char, new American oak, and finished in port wine barrels. This mild northern California season, the mild northern California seasons allow for a slow and even extraction of flavor with notes of caramel, baking spice, and maraschino cherries. Smells great, smells like cherries. Um, got a good nose. It's categorized as an American whiskey, but I'm trying to figure out what makes it not a bourbon because it's aged might in not, new. Might oak. Not be- might not be 51% um, corn, mm. but spirits. Oh, it's a rye whiskey spirit style. I don't know. So I just don't love it. It just kind of tastes a little cheap to me. I don't want to go through a full review, but I don't love this. I don't know what I would do with it because I get the sweetness from the du- uh, the double barrel and the finished in the port wine barrel. So I can't put it into... I can't just sweeten it up more because then it's just going to be like a sugar bomb. Uh, but maybe if I sweeten it up more and mix it with that Hickory Hill that I was talking about, maybe that would be a good mix. So I don't know, but it'd have to be like a four to one ratio on it. So I don't know what I'm going to do with this. It's I will say, but I'm like two drinks deep, so that might be something to do with it. It's not as bad as I remember, but it's mm. still not still not great. Brendan, I'll bring you a sample this weekend. Brendan and I are hanging out this weekend, and Ben was going to come with us, but ended up being a – uh, was so didn't come Loser. with us. So we will return to the drain pour segment and talk about if we've been able to improve our bourbons, how we've done it, whether it be by mixing, aging longer, aging sticks, uh, or just dumping it down the drain, uh, uh, which probably won't happen. Like I, I, I have a huge, I have a fairly big garage. I have plenty of room in that garage for bad, uh, for bad bourbons before I just throw them away. So probably not going to be a drain pour thing for me often we have another segment we want to get to and it is something i'm super excited for brendan's idea ben's favorite bourbon let's roll with king of the hill guys we we are testing king of the hill blind so we both have two glasses right now right ben you have your two i see brendan's two i have my two and we don't know we don't know which is which my wife has these labeled a and b um and I can even look at them, but she has on a piece of paper that I'm going to open up here in a moment to let me know which one is which. Brendan has the same situation, the same setup. An so envelope gonna... like the Oscars. I'm going to rip it open after we're done with this. The winner is. See which one A and B was. Ben, 
had his own unique little way of doing this, but he also has his randomized as well. Um, so how do we want to do this, guys? I guess we'll just get into it, right? I've got for those not watching, explain what, what, the two, what the two are. So we're starting off with the 1920 uh, Old Forester, which is a prohibition style. When did this come out, guys? Like two years ago or so? It's part of their Whiskey Row series. Yeah, wildly it, regarded. Widely it, regarded as one of the best. It's about sixty dollars, hundred and fifteen proof. This was one of my first entries into high proof. Now, there's obviously like much higher ones now. That's like right, baby. But to me, this is pretty damn close to the perfect proof where you get all that complexity and spice and you know all the the nice alcohol oiliness, uh, but without uh, it scorching your tongue. Uh, I love it. It's about $60. It stays consistent at $60. You can find it pretty much anywhere. It's readily available. You can find it often. I should say that it's good. It's damn good. Uh, maybe even great. That's kind of what the experiment that we're doing here is, is this King of the Hill is to see, all right, what it does versus different types of bourbons or whiskeys in its own proof range, its own price range, like TJ said. And in this case, its own Distillery range, uh, where we are going with Old Forester 100 as the first contender to see if this bad boy can win five in a row and be a king of the hill, a Hall of Famer. We're going with Old Forester 100 because, as you can see here on the Bourbon Big Board, it is number one currently among our uh, composite scores. Uh, great value here, as we talked about. This is only that's 100 proof, obviously 100. It's about $20, Old Forester 100. Great value, bang for your buck for about $20. It's awesome. Probably imagining, right, guys, that it's going to be unfair. I would, I would think, uh, to go against nineteen twenty and I hope so. more, more age. Yeah, that it's going to be really interesting if this doesn't blow its little brother out of the water. But that's what well, we're it, do blind here. It should, but we're not rating this based on value, right? Um, like we would in our review show, we're rating this solely on, I What's guess, better? our What's yeah, our better, our mm -hmm. first four categories, right? Nose, we don't have to give the ratings, but nose, taste, finish, and cohesiveness and complexity. Damn, so, can already smell it. Can already yeah, smell it. It's pretty obvious. It seems one's got a much better nose than the other. The other one knows just well, way overpowers the other one. I'm trying not to look at them, you know, because I feel like that would be like the lightness would be a, a good. That's what I'm trying to determine yeah, right now. Yeah, like, like don't, like don't even look at them. Don't even look at them. Okay, all right. Sorry, it's like a boogeyman. Close your eyes. Call it a blind for a reason. All right, let's taste them. Before I even go to the second one, regardless of what it is, bravo, Old Forester. It just Old Forester does a good job. Great job. Wait, you could be going the wrong direction, though. You could be going the opposite way. I mean, this one's good. The one I just tasted is good. Nice and honey and... Uh, a little leathery, yeah. but the, but, uh, the difference in the proof... Uh, Right away, Dead. right, Ben? I can see the smile Dead on your face. Dead giveaway. <laughs> Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. All right, so we were able to quickly decipher TJ. Were you able to figure out pretty quickly which one's which? Yeah. All right, so that's not a surprise because they're not. there is a 15 difference in proof points there. But we're ultimately trying to figure out which one we like better, right? Uh, so that's, let's let that kind of sink yeah. in for a little bit here. I will say, they're both really good. Mm -hmm. Like, one is going to take and probably retain yeah. the title that we've given it. But – Old Forester is just so quality. We need to review their 86. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we really need to review the 86. I know some we like some people like the 86 stuff. better than the 100, TJ. Like some people like that one. Be- I don't, but we, we should test it and see because it's, it's yeah, only, like, what, like 18 bucks. Yeah, I like the uh, – I mean, some people like the 1910 over the 1920, and that would be me. But so like, yeah, I can see why some people like the 86 more than the 100. Um, yeah, both of these. All right, let's talk a little bit more. Then say some stuff while I get to sipping. Yeah, so disclaimer for me, I have been very sick this past week. So my palate is pretty blown up. Um, and I'm still able to figure out which one's which, right? But I know I know what they taste like, and they don't taste like I know how they taste like. <laughs> my palate's destroyed. Oh, so right it's now. that fried? Oh, I'm glad it's that we that have bad. You. It is that bad. <laughs> um so one, I made a mistake. If you were looking at the glasses here, one's just a normal, like neat glass. Another one's got a little bit of a, it's not, not a Glen Karen, but uh, so the nose for this one, which are now in my right hand, uh, pretty clear is the 100 has a little bit of the, the curve there. And you could actually get more out of the nose, which threw me off initially. Uh, but it's not fair apples to apples in the different glasses. Then you tasted it and the proof difference smacks you right in the face. But additionally, like one, the 100, the fact that it you can go back and forth between the two and it doesn't drop off like drastically. There's a difference like kudos to the 100. It's holding its own right now. You get like a nice honeyness, a little bit of leathery and darker vibes, too. But that finish on the 1920, that to me, fellas, is where the difference is. The finish, the way it lingers, the the explosion of flavor at the end, the cherry, uh, the tobacco notes, right? Ben, are you getting like this stronger finish? That's where it's showing up for me. Do you have to let it linger? Okay, go ahead. Sorry, (laughs) Brendan said linger, and that's the only thing I can think of with that word. So go ahead. To me, the more, the better quality of bourbon is for me, uh, the more dense it is um, with its flavor profile. Like it'll sit there and then you can just keep, keep drinking and keep finding different uh, notes. Um, and this is definitely what the 1920 is, is doing. You know, it lets me, you know, totally get on with like the, the heat at first, then the vanilla, then the char and then fruit. Um, so there's just so much to dissect. Um, the 100 for a third of the price, it like Brendan was saying, it definitely holds its own. Not saying it's going to win this thing by any means, but it's, outrageously impressive and there's a reason why it tops our our list of best budget bourbons right now so what i'd really like to know and maybe we should have done a little bit of research on this maybe one of you can while i'm yapping on this but are they the same mash bill like can we find that out are they the same recipe then the 100 has just been proved down no uh the 1920 in theory is based on an old uh Mashville yeah, the but that's yeah, prohibition. But, and that could be marketing, right? Yeah, you that's know? probably marketing. But let's look it up. Give me a second. Um, while you guys do that, yeah, like the higher quality, just the complexity of the flavors. People have talked about this being a graham cracker in a glass. Like that's my big thing, right? Is we either got apple pie in a glass or chicken wings in a glass or Oh, chicken you know, wings in the glass. That Jim, sounds interesting. Hey, real quick, Jim Ben, Jim look up Jim look up the um, glass. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, sorry about that one earlier, guys. I may have to um, edit that one. Up. But I got the nineteen twenty up. If you want to pull up the old Forrester one hundred, and we can compare while we're while we're talking about nuts in a glass and chicken wings in the glass. Same mash bill. Is, is it, it? Yeah, seventy two corn, really? eighteen rye, ten percent malted barley? Wow. So so that doesn't. They're lying to me. Yeah. Well, and so for those that don't know, the age statements on the um, 
or I'm sorry, not the age statements, the, the years on the different old Forrester bottles, the 1870 is their original recipe. The 1897 is their uh, bottle and bond because that's when the bottle and bond act was passed. The 1910 is called old fine whiskey. It supposedly matches a recipe that was used back then. And then 1920 is their prohibition style. It's their highest proof. It's what they would have said. They sold for medicinal purposes. The chances that those recipes or mash bills have been unchanged at all over years and years and years seems somewhat slight to me. I think that's a pretty clever marketing tactic. Not that how the dare, juice how is, dare you? Not how that the juice you? is not fantastic in all of them, but I read a book called The Bourbon Empire, which basically said that whiskey is as much marketing as it is anything else. And so I think that's a lot of what this is. Now, all that said, it explains why the 100 stands up really, really close to the 1920. Um and if we were doing a value thing on this, it might beat out the 1920 because of what you can pay for it and how similar it is. But because the 1920 hasn't been proved down as far or nearly at all, I would really wonder what this comes off of or out of the barrel at probably not much higher than the 115 that it is. Um, but I would like to know what it comes out of the barrel at. What I'll say is because it's not been proved down the flavors and the complexity and just like I said, that graham cracker in a glass that you get is just absolutely fantastic in the 1920. So um, I don't think there's a massive reveal that we need to do. These are pretty obvious uh, which one is which, but um, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at B on uh, this one. Um, ben, how do you have yours marked? Like, do you want to go with it? Um, oh yeah. Mine was I, fine. It was, it was on the bottom. Yeah, mine yeah. B is the B is the one that I'll go with. And then I will unwrap the paper. And I went with see. B as well. Yeah. B B was the 1920. It was pretty obvious that 15 points makes a big difference. This is how we are starting it out with our current champion or our current reigning big board winner. We're coming at 1920 from a different angle next time. That angle may be something that's a similar proof, a similar price point, a similar style. It's going to be different than just what's highest on our bourbon board, big board. Don't know exactly. Well, we know what they are. We just don't know exactly what next week's challenger will be. But stay tuned because we're going to come at it again from a different angle. See if we can knock 1920 off. We do know who the final challenger is, and it's going to be one that's a doozy. So if it makes it that far, we'll see. Buckle up. If it doesn't, that will be our new king of the hill. We're it will definitely that. make it that far. This thing is amazing. <laughs> I haven't had this in a while, and I forgot how amazing it is. Slapper. It, it, it bangs. It's a banger. This is 007 slappers only. This thing slaps. That, <laughs> that was a great joke. <laughs> the things you say are... Ben are, is drunk right now. If you didn't uh, play... 007 on N64 when you were a kid. Are you kidding me? Slappers uh, only? Oh, you I didn't get that, that reference? No. Are you kidding me? Screw I'm, not as, I'm not as old as you guys, so. Screw you ago. guys. That was Are the first violent me? video game I was allowed to have. Slappers. James Bond, 007. Goldeneye. Goldeneye. The Goldeneye Gold gun. Yeah. And you Golden gun. Slappers gun. only? Okay. Uh, Wrap this yeah. thing up because these guys are losing me here. Are you kidding remember me? The, remember the lead pencil gun? It looked like a China pencil. 
That was it for You're King of the Hill. That was it for King of the Hill this week. Pursuits and purchases. Patent pending, registered trademark, copyright registered trademark. What did we find out there this week? Brendan, I, I have to think on mine to see if I even have anything. But Brendan, go ahead. I wasn't really pursuing anything, uh, but that's how it usually begins, guys. You're not pursuing, and all of a sudden, bam, purchase. Uh, I swung by ABC real quick uh, over the weekend. We were getting a uh, an Easter ham. So it's a little dated um, at this point, but we were getting an Easter ham. There's an ABC right by the Honey Baked Ham. I asked my wife, hey, can I run in here real quick? She was like, yeah, we got five minutes before our appointment. You have to apparently have appointments to get hams uh, the day before Easter. Uh, so went into ABC real quick to get a stow year two. And there was all sorts of great stuff on clearance guys. I couldn't believe like all the, like the amazing deals, why it was happening. I don't know, but there was about like 10 different like quality bourbons that I was considering getting on clearance. And I ended up getting two. Uh, the first one was, uh, excuse me, was smooth amblers, old scout. It is MGP juice about six to seven years old. And if you go online and try to find it, it's, uh, 40 to 50 dollars this was on clearance 27 dollars i tried it it Ooh. is exquisite it is 27 dollars mgp juice that's aged six to seven years about almost 100 proof it's good and then while i was checking out i was all like all right i'll just get one bottle and then all of a sudden I look behind the counter there and they got the minis and the 3.75s well you guys got me hooked on rise there was woodford reserve rye straight rye it was a 3.75. That was only $12. It was almost 50% off. I got that too. Guess what? That's a slapper. I'm a rye guy now. I'm hooked. It did not take long. That's delicious. So that's what I got was, uh, uh, I mean, what, like $40 to $50 for two really good, a bottle and half of bourbon. I'm, I'm happy. It was good value weekend for me. Ben, let's hear about your pursuits and purchases from this week. Ooh, okay. So uh, I have a friend that is visiting some family in Ohio. So I have them on the lookout for me for some Weller Antique 107. Uh, so far, unsuccessfully been able to find anything yet. But if they do, I'll be getting a bottle of Antique 107. Uh we were also going to go to a liquor store this past Friday uh, to pursue uh, some allocated bourbon. The, we have a, a local store that does drop some Fridays, but I was throwing up most of Friday, so I didn't go. Um, so they I also, didn't purchase anything. They, they also moved the bourbon drop to Saturday as well. They didn't do it on Friday this week, remember? Was still feeling terrible, <laughs> so I didn't go. <laughs> so I... I don't think I purchased anything this week. Um, I did pick up out of the ABC vault, a Weller 12 year. Ooh. Yeah. For 30, for $30. Um, so when you get into the vault and the inevitable Buffalo trace antique collections and the pappies are gone, you can always go with a solid $30 Weller 12, uh, which flips for, Six or seven times higher on the secondary market uh, for Not those that, that we flip. For those that I, it's a good value is the point that I'm trying to get across to folks now. Mm, so right, right. I picked up a Weller 12. Still have it. Not going anywhere. I am. Uh, I don't know if I'm pursuing anything. I'm in a raffle tonight. Ben and I are in a raffle for um, a Michter's Barrel Strength Rye and a Michter's Barrel Strength um, Rye Toasted. 
right toasted. Um, so we have a ten percent shot of winning that. So we'll see if which that one did you happens. want? If we win, I'll take the toasted. You take the barrel strength. That's right, baby. So we will see how that goes. Other than that, I'm not really pursuing anything. I um will be up in Tallahassee this weekend, hanging out with Brendan, and so you guys pray for us there, and hopefully we uh, make it back to our houses and hotels okay. What? Um, I paid for a. It's gonna I paid, happen. I paid for a hotel, so hopefully I do not end up on Brendan's couch. Um, but we'll oh. see. Uh, we'll see how Friday night goes. Um, all right. I think that's it for pursuits and purchases. You guys have any shout outs or anything before we get out of here? Uh, check back for. Well, we got to uh, preview what we're doing for the tasting this up. That was going right? to be my shout out. My shout all out right. was going to go be, ahead for it. All right, make it sure. My shout out was going to be shout out Ben um for yes. picking and providing our review this week so tell us about it <laughs> this week we are going to be reviewing for roses small batch baby this bottle here is we found for 30 dollars. get that off my face <laughs> <laughs> thank you That's what she found for 30 to 35 dollars uh and anyway <laughs> Tune in so, so this week. Wow. Tune in this week for the review of Four Roses Small Batch, um, $30, $35 bottle. And we are excited to review it with you on Thursday. For those that aren't watching, you should really check out our YouTube page because I have put up a bottle of Four Roses Small Batch over Ben's face uh, while he was trying to get through that segment. So it was funny. It means nothing to you if you're just listening. So check out the YouTube page and fast forward to like 40 minutes into this episode and you can laugh at Ben like we did. All right. For real this time, any shout outs before we get out of here? Brandon's got none. Ben? Nah. It's Ben's birthday this week. Um, oh, that's so right. It is my birthday this week. We're not doing anything special for him because we planned a surprise party for my wife at his house and he canceled the night before. So I was sick. Let's okay. I know that excuse mm -hmm. too. Shocked you didn't blame your kid because that's usually the excuse I go with when I don't want to do something. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> fake news. Um, so anyway, shout out Ben, his birthday this week. Shout out the folks, like I said, that uh, engage with us on social media. We really, really enjoy that. You can search everywhere, Bourbon on a Budget. Please subscribe if you are listening to this, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, any of those spots. We would appreciate it. If you're on iTunes, if you could leave us a five-star review, we would love that. Um, if you can leave us a four-star review, we'd also appreciate that. No lower than four, though. Like, no. We don't no. want to drag down our composite. Like, Go leave it on YouTube where it doesn't matter. Uh, it's like whose line is it anyway over there. Um, subscribe and enjoy uh, the podcast. We enjoy hanging out with you guys on a weekly basis. And stay tuned. We've got some fun themed shows coming up soon. We will continue with updating you on our drain pour segment and we will continue with king of the hill that will be a kind of fun um segment that goes for hopefully the next few weeks and for myself tj pittinger brennan Snow, and bangkok we appreciate hanging out with you guys cheers cheers cheers